All right, so this is uh, Yangara Luncheon, um, Monday, May 2nd. Uh, this will be take one, or segment one, take one. Hey, this is Christopher Chan, your host of Happy Hour Radio, and I am uh, in the vineyard today in downtown Bellevue um, for a, a Yangara Estate Vineyard Luncheon, and Yangara is uh, one of the wine properties in uh, Australia, and I had the pleasure of chatting with Peter Fraser, the winemaker. Peter, welcome to Happy Hour. Thank you. Um, it's good to be here. Yeah, uh, it's a beautiful day in Seattle, much like the sun in Australia. Um, let's talk about how you got started into wine. Um, were you, uh, did you, were you a student? Were you um, traveling? How, how did you find your passion for wine? Um, it kind of started pretty young, I suppose. Um, I was always, I came from a farming background, and uh, so I was studying agriculture and uh, at one stage I wanted to become a, a vet and uh, my academic grades uh, let's say were uh, not that favourable I probably spent a little more time in the bar and um, than I did studying so um, veterinary science was out and then um, I actually then had a sabbatical and joined the army and did officer training and also spent a fair bit of time in the officers' mess drinking some pretty amazing <laughs> old Australian red wines. And I'd say that kind of then started it. I then went to a winemaker dinner and uh, the winemaker rolled up in a pair of shorts covered in red wine and, and then I think it was about an hour late for the dinner. And um, I thought, yeah, I think this job might work for me. Um, but. It's kind of evolved into a, um, a passion of, of farming that um, there's not too many things that you can grow that uh, you can actually take all the way around the world and, um, and, and taste with people. So, um, you know, um, it, it's one of those, like I said, you can be a farmer and, and actually take your product um, around the world. And what year time. are we talking about? Was this the, the arts or the 1990s or when? Um, so the first vintage I did was 95 so um, but I probably started um, my study started in in the early 90s. All right uh, did you um, intern with some other wineries and or did you land at uh, Yungara straight out? Um, no I kind of um, 96 I did my first I suppose commercial harvest um, in the Brossa Valley with St Hallett wines and uh, I ended up staying there for two years. At that time I was still actually kind of studying I suppose and um, I then um, ended up uh, in McLaren Vale actually not far from where we are and um, I worked for a, a little winery called Shea Clarendon and um, or Norman Shea Clarendon and quite funny I haven't really moved very far from there and and then uh, so 98, 99, 2000 um, made wines there and um, then in late 2000 I met the Jackson family and um, they asked me to kind of head up their Australian winery which they didn't really kind of um, they had some ideas of where they wanted to be but we hadn't purchased any land and then 2001 we, we kind of purchased our property and um, Yangara was born and 2002 was the, the first vintage from the estate. 
Excellent. And um, we're talking about, of course, the Jess Jackson family and not the Michael Jackson family of wine. Um, and McLaren Vale, obviously, uh, I'm not sure if our listeners all know about Australia other than, um, of course, the, the the Aussie kangaroo wines we've seen for so long. But uh, I had a chance to go to Adelaide several years ago for the uh, Savor Australia event, and uh, it was right there in the heart of wine country. And so um, tell us about the wine regions that surround Adelaide. Um. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting that there's um, so much more to Australian wine than I think that has been imported into the USA over the last 15 years. I think over the next couple of years you're going to see some of the really exciting um, artisan um, and estate-grown um, wineries that you know traditionally have just always sold. Uh, really well in Australia that they've never made, they've never been even exported. So um, Adelaide is kind of a bit of a hub. Um, it's definitely um, we're kind of similar to San Francisco is to to um, wine country in in uh, California. You've got the coastal area. Um, McLaren Vale which is very Mediterranean so it's still warm but it's um, like I said the best descriptions um, for it is is Mediterranean um, then surrounded probably the two other best known ones are the Adelaide Hills which is a little bit cooler um, does some cooler climate style Shiraz uh, also some Chardonnay I would argue that it's maybe a little bit warm for Pinot but but there's still some reasonable um, Pinots coming out of there. And then to the north of that, you've got the Adelaide, sorry, the Eden Valley and, and Brossa Valley. Um, and a little further north to that, the Clare Valley. Um, and look, they're, on, they're the main um, concentration of, of higher quality regions. There's some more peripheral regions outside of that as well. But, you know, that's the South Australian one. Um, and then, you know, obviously you go across to Victoria, there's some, some wonderful uh, cool climate, Chardonnay and Pinot Noir being produced out of Victoria, and then further south into Tasmania with um, some, some wonderful, um, again, Pinot, Chardonnays, um, even some Rieslings. And then the uh, Yangara estate, was, uh, was it a purchase plot? Did you, um, or did you start new vineyards, or did you take over previous vineyards and replant? What's the story with uh, the origin of Yangara? So it was a, a series of yards or property that was owned uh, by three different title holders and in 1994 a, a young entrepreneurial guy decided to buy all of them and put them together as a single estate, contiguous um, estate. And um, included on that, um, the oldest vines were planted in 1946 and um, We've got a little glass of our old vine Grenache in front of us and um, so they're kind of one of the real flagships of the estate. There's uh, some Shiraz that's um, now nearly 20 years old and um, then so when we purchased it there was the, the property was predominantly planted um, but having said that I think um, McLaren Vale or even wine regions around um, around us as well have, have kind of done some maturation. We've I think we've led a bit of a charge of, of really specialising in the varieties that 
that you do well in an area, um, which is kind of a no-brainer, you know, for certain areas you see, you know, for example, Oregon, you know, is, is really specialising in, in Chardonnay and Pinot Noir and, and or more specifically even Pinot Noir. And uh, so we probably pulled out maybe 30 to 40 percent of the estate and uh, we pulled out things like Chardonnay, Merlot, um, Cabernet. And when you say you pull them out, are you just regrafting or actually taking the whole rootstock out and, and planting uh, new sticks? If we need to, if we're thinking about that, depending on how well, there's a lot of things that would make that decision. If it has a perfectly good uh, trellis irrigation system, um, the, we check the vines and if they were virus free, uh, we would potentially consider grafting, and we have done that in in a in a few places. But generally, our preferred option would be to actually replant, so we can, um, you know, overhaul the irrigation or irrigate or overhaul the trellis or um, overhaul the row orientation. You know, we can basically get it absolutely perfect um, without compromise if we're if we're developing it from scratch. It takes a little bit longer to get going. But um, it just really depends on a lot of factors. So some of it we replanted and some of it we grafted, just depending on, on the, where we thought from a quality perspective it was sitting. And I'm talking with uh, Peter Fraser, the winemaker for Yungar Estate Vineyard, which is uh, located in McLarenville, that's correct, and outside of Adelaide. Um, really one of the centers of Australian wine production with the uh, Barossa Valley, Eden Hill, Clare Valley, uh, Southern Flurry, all these regions um, which are close to the big city. And um, we're talking about irrigation here in your vineyards, uh, whether you've grafted or not or replanted. Uh, obviously the drought in Australia has been a concern, well, globally. Um, where are we now for, for uh, Australian water needs? Um, I think water needs is something you hear being talked about in California. Australia, it highlights one thing that Australia is a is a um, massive country and so you hear about droughts um, and McLaren Vale hasn't probably ever had a drought in its life. Um, it is by the coast we get an average rainfall of probably uh, 24 inches thereabouts, plus or minus a few inches every year. Um, so, from our perspective, um, we've I've been at the estate nearly um, and and known of the estate for 20 years, and um, the dams have never not been filled, and um, we. Um, we actually don't, uh, not a high water user. We, the Grenache is dry farmed. Um, the Shiraz is kind of just irrigated enough just to kind of keep it healthy and ticking over. Uh, so for us, uh, we kind of, our vineyard has a really nice sustainability about it from a water perspective. And um, a lot of the drought situation you hear is in, in Northern Australia. Um, which is often more cattle country. Um, so, yeah, we you do hear the Clare Valley or the Brussels Valley winemakers that are much more inland. They get a little bit more unseasonal, you know, variation in their rain. They've had a couple of dry years, but I, I wouldn't really call them droughts. Um, they, like I said, it's um, kind of gets lost across a country 
versus the very specific parts Easy of the to make region. blanket statements regarding vintages and regions yeah. and things. Um, so with Peter Fraser, the winemaker for Yangara. And, and Peter, when we're, um, how large is the uh, Yangara estate? You said you had three, three parcels put together to create one yeah. contiguous estate. Yeah. What's the size? Um, so the overall property is about 420 acres and um, we have about 240 acres planted um, exclusively to, uh, well, predominantly to, to southern Rhone varietals and um, I have a couple little oddball anomalies in, of Tempranillo and, and Caradian but um, predominantly they're all um, southern southern Rhine varieties. And as far as the uh, soil uh, profile goes for Yungar, the estate, um, you said 400 some acres. I imagine there's a mix of different soils or, or are you actually one sp particular soil type or do you have strata? Um, so the, if I kind of start, um, soil is the, um, the dandruff of the earth <laughs> um, and um, the geology is the is is the base rock and um, the history and the, the basically the geology is what gives the soil its character. Um, we have a 60 million year old base rock um, called the North Maslin. Start again. The North Maslin uh, sandstone, um, which is actually an ironstone. It's a red, um, very classical colour that you would imagine from an Australian colour. It's um, really high in iron. Um, and that actually pops out at a, at a couple of sections in the estate um, and you'll see those those red ironstone gravels kind of pop, popping out. And then um, above most of the estate is a clay layer that's also um, highly affected from that ironstone. It's got a lot of that, that redness and that iron um, and that enables our vines to be able to actually tap into a little bit of that clay and, and um, really reduce, I suppose, our, our irrigation needs, and um, and then above that is um, in certain pockets of it. The the vineyard's majoritally um, kind of a sandy topsoil, um, and when I say sand, I really mean sand. It's a um, I've done some mineralogy testing on it, and uh, it's 98% silica. Um, so you can look at it under a microscope, and there's just little crystals of silica. Um, versus if it was a, it's not a um, marine sand where it's full of um, seashells and stuff like that. It's um, it's just pure inland windblown sand and um, so very, very old, very weathered um, and um, quite, quite an incredible um, from a soil, those of us are, are real soil fanatics. Um, it's really fascinating to find that you've got uh, clay, you've got ferrous soil, and of course you've got silica, which are, are three distinct uh, soils in one particular area. And uh, I'm excited to taste the wines, which we'll do next uh, after this break. So stick around, folks. You're listening to Happy Hour Radio on 570 KVI.